Here again at Weston Park Baptist Church, entering into the third Sunday of Advent, um, a time of God coming towards us in Christ, the theme of O Unsearchable Mystery. Liturgy of Christmas says, O Unsearchable Mystery, God has taken our human nature. He has deigned to be born of the Virgin in order to make us sharers in his own divinity. And we're reminded in uh, Coretto, um, what humans were unable to do for themselves on their journey towards God, God has done by stooping down towards humanity to enable humans to take their place in the family of God. And you can read from there. God reaching down, breaking into our world in the story of the incarnation, in the reality of Jesus. So this theme, we've looked through different lenses, the lens of Matthew, Joseph, the lens of Luke, Mary, and now we go to the Gospel of John, to the prologue of John, where John uses different types of language to get at the same truth of the incarnation. So we hear it in John 1, 1 to 18, just verses 4 and 5, in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. So if we just look at that phrase, we see the word life, we see the word light, we see the word darkness. And, and, and those three words kind of capture what John is doing. In him was life. Life here is the Greek word zoe. John likes that word. It speaks of the eternal, abundant life of God given towards him. In him was life. God is life. Jesus is about life, zoe life. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. That's the word he's using. I am the truth, the way, and the life. Again, all of those are zoe. God giving us life in Christ that that is his gift towards us, abundant, eternal life. And then this life was the light of all people. Light is the word phos, phosphorant. Light, I am the light of the world, Jesus says at one point. That's I, I am the light. I am the luminescence of God's truth towards humanity that in me and in my way of living, in my service, in my speech, in my interpretation of the Torah, all of these truths are light. And so we begin to see how these important themes are used. Certainly Advent is about life, the birth of the child, perhaps the creativity of God is demonstrated most anywhere in, in the birth of the human. A, a baby, the power of that. Speaking to my friend Shara, and Shara is from Bolivia. We do some Spanish together and she was holding her newborn child who's now I think about two and a half months, little girl, Victoria. And it, and it, was, it was really, interesting to talk with Shara and then to have little Victoria 
pretty clued in to the conversation with her eyes and her sounds. So the creativity of a newborn anywhere on planet Earth, and so the newborn Jesus speaks to us of life, the gift of life towards us. And then Advent obviously is about light. We celebrate Christmas time with the decoration of lights. Light and celebrations of different phases all around the world. Think in terms of Judaism, in terms of Hanukkah, which is the same period. It's a festival of lights. Think of in India, Hinduism, Diwali. Remember being in India teaching uh, over there, and it was during the time of Diwali, during that celebration, and it was it was really cool at night. The, the whole city that we were in was was lit up with lights, big celebration of lights. The Muslim faith in Ramadan at the end of the breaking of the fast. There's also celebration and lights. So in all of our faith traditions, there is the use of light to express God's goodness to us. And so in Advent, in the Christian tradition, it's the same. We've been using the Advent wreath, four candles used before Christmas. We have three of them burning right now. This is a symbol, symbolic language that indeed Jesus is the light of the world. So we have life, we have light. And then we have the statement darkness. Note verse five, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Darkness is the Greek word skotia. And it speaks of whatever form of, I mean, metaphorically, it's, it's darkness. Obviously we have light and dark, but in a metaphorical sense, it speaks to resistance. It speaks to going our own way, of wanting our own autonomy, saying no to God, saying yes to ourselves. And we experience this tension in our lives all the time. We see it in our world, clearly, lots of darkness. Seeing the borders of Russia and Ukraine right now, the Russian buildup of forces, you know, thousands of soldiers, lots of gear, arms. We don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to invade? Not. But I mean, it just speaks of the tension that we see all around. But we also have this tension in ourselves, the, the movement towards darkness. It's not a straight run to the light. At, at times we want to hide in the darkness for some reason, not be seen. So that, that tension in him was life and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. So John approaches the whole Advent story, you know, using this kind of language. So it takes a little bit of time to kind of hear it, to get into it, to realize what that might be for us. But where does John go with all of this? What is life, Zoe, about? What is light, Phos, about? What is darkness, Scotia, about? What is God saying to us? What is John saying to us? And what we recognize is that life and light overcoming darkness 
comes together in love. So verse 14 is a, is a famous verse of the Gospel of John, and the Word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The word became flesh. That word, the word became flesh. Literally, the word tabernacles with us. The word tents with us. The word became flesh. This is the Kairos moment. This is where God breaks into the human story in a specific way and takes on flesh. The Logos, the Word, becomes flesh. He tabernacles with us. It means he lives with us. In Jesus, he lived with us and he continues to live with us through his Spirit. He makes his home with us and all of this is an act of love. God breaks into our world in an absolutely new way and he does it to reveal his love for you and for me. That's, that's the incarnation. Jesus a babe born in Bethlehem, growing up and serving, giving his life for humanity. This is all about the gift of love. So it's life and light, overcoming darkness, so that we might experience God's love. That's where John goes in this story. We know it in verse 12, but to all who received him, Jesus, the Logos, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. We become his children. We become God's children. We become brothers, we are brothers and, and sisters of Christ himself, the, the epistles tell us. So God wants us to become his children and to know him and love him. That's the movement, God's action in solidarity with us is an action of love, so John is saying. It's an ongoing affirm affirmation that we belong to God, God esteeming us in love. We belong to God, that little prayer, I belong to God, I belong to God. Jesus says, I will never leave you or forsake you. We have a home with God in Christ. The Spirit dwells within us so that we might know this ongoing sense of home. Remember last week we talked about the home of memory, but we also have this home of longing. And that's the seed of God in us so that we might continue to know him and long for him, be restless for him, as Augustine says. So life, light, light over darkness, revealed in love, this is all about Advent. And so in, in the lens of John, John speaks about it more philosophically in a way that brings in these truths that can seem a little bit abstract, but it reinforces the nativity stories that we hear in Matthew and in Luke. God for us in Christ. And so it speaks of God's body language, God's body language breaking in our world in this little child of Jesus. Years ago, I was in Bethlehem and went into the um, Church of the Holy Nativity. And interesting, churches in the Roman period, the first couple of centuries, 
were built over important uh, religious sites. And so a church was built over the place where the community of Israel knew where he was born. So people in Bethlehem knew, oh yes, the Messiah was born there through oral communication. So ultimately a church was built over these sites. And so if you go down into the crypt of the Church of the Holy Nativity, you come to a little cave. And to get into this cave, you have to stoop and go low, and then you can go right into it. And it's just this small cave, small entrance. You can get in, and it would hold, oh, I don't know, seven or eight people, not big, small. And as tradition goes, and it may well be true, Jesus was born in this cave, which would have been part of a structure, a barn over that to give protection to animals and storms and so on. But, you know, it, to get in there, you had to stoop. You had to go low. And in the body language of God in this place is just this very small child. It's, it's God in smallness, God in human form, so that we can put our arms around God in this way. We can put our arms around this little child. And so God reaches down to us in humility in this Christ child, the Messiah. And we are invited to also become small, to give up our pride, to give up our arrogance, and in humility come towards this little one, small and little ourselves. God reaching out to us, the God of the universe, coming in this small way, God's body language. And so we are invited then to come in this way, to, to wait upon God in, in, in Advent, to be, enter into a contemplative spirit so that we shut out the noise a little bit and the hurry and the fuss and all of the other stuff, to wait and be reflective on God's body language to us, that we might hear, that we might see what was revealed in Christ. And then finally, we see that, you know, Jesus, in Jesus we, we see God. And we think of the sun and the power of the sun and the earth and the moon, and the moon reflecting the sun's light. The moon doesn't have any light of itself, it's reflected light. And in that sense, we are to reflect Christ's light in us, that his light becomes our light. And then we shine. We shine in a way that overcomes darkness. We light a candle here. The candle produces some light. And then we, we are to be that to others. God in us, in Christ, so that we might become light to others. We might become life to others, life, light, overcoming darkness, revealed in love. So I close with this statement from uh, Thomas Merton, who reminds us to indeed enter into a contemplative spirit 
in this season. He writes, Lord, be our alarm clock as we make our way through this Advent in in expectation of you coming. Keep us from sleeping at the switch so that our life of faith has an opportunity to grow and mature in us, so that our life in the world becomes one of light and honor and love. Above all, let us not sleep through your call. Let us not spiritually sleep. Let's not miss the voice of God coming to us in Advent because of all the hurry, the busyness, family gatherings, opening presents, happy thoughts, sad thoughts, all of that keeping us from the fundamental truth that God comes down to us in Christ so that we might know this gift of life and love and enter a relationship with him that goes forever. May that truth lift our spirits. May we rise up and be encouraged through the work of the Spirit in us. And I offer these words in Christ's name. Amen.